To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Like, subscribe, share, donate, positivesarcasm.com, slash donate, any amount is appreciated. Use the Weeble app, the affiliate link is available in the description down below. Sign up, you'll get free stocks, and you can put that into your cash management account. You'll get free stocks, I'll get free stocks, great way of starting a portfolio. Hey, never be scared of what they tell you. It's always a good time to invest, so just go ahead, get right after it, you'll start off with some free money, no contracts, nothing crazy, you know... Just get after it. Please, go ahead. Great way of supporting this platform. Great way to get yourself started. It's very simple. Power of your phone, your tablet, or your desktop or laptop. Anyways, moving on. Oh, Jesus. All the 50s through 70-somethings are crying in their drinks. This Jimmy Buffett passed away at the age of 76. Now is, I mean... I remember my dad like playing that incessantly on the boat, them and the Oak Ridge Boys and Julio Iglesias, just on, never stopping. I don't even know what his music category is. I can just tell you that there's a bunch of boomers right now just fucking sobbing into their margaritas. Now's a great time. It should have been a great time, though. This is past tense, but while they were sobbing away, you could have raided their uh, medicine cabinet for all their fucking Percocets. It just would have been great because they would have been too busy downstairs, completely drunk off the right. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. I mean, seriously. What did he do? What did he do? What made him so special? I can't think of one thing at all that made that guy special. I mean, really. He had no influence on my life whatsoever. Anyway, so 76 years old, passed away in front of his dogs um, with skin cancer. (laughs) The one guy (laughs) wasting away again again in Margaritaville. That song is so fucking depressing. You realize there's nothing happy about that song. That is a guy getting drunk, probably in some poorly named trailer park, uh, Basically regretting that he didn't propose to some chick a long time ago. No, I was a woman to blame, but I know it's nobody's fault. And then the next verse, it's my own damn fault. That's right, it is. Waiting for those shrimp beginning to boil. Blah, blah, blah. Something about a new tattoo. Wasting again in Margaritaville trailer park. Searching for his lost shaker and salt because he's drunk off his ass. Made a ton of mistakes in his life and he's slowly starting to regret it. And then one day he passes away from skin cancer at the age of 76. Jimmy Buffett, R.I.P. That's pretty fucking good, actually. <laughs> Cheeseburger in paradise. Anyways, moving on. Um... I just really I mentioned this to somebody um, the other day. I have, as I sit here <laughs> with a fucking, with a shaker, I realize I haven't had a painkiller. And I don't mean like a fucking prescription painkiller, like an Oxycontin or Gabapentin or a, a, a Percocet or, yeah, a Tylenol with codeine. I haven't an actual, any painkiller or any Tylenol or Advil since I had my back teeth removed 
what, July of last year? And before that, um, probably, I don't know, what, February of 2021? Like, I just don't take it. I don't take the stuff. And yet, there are people that take this shit on the daily, on the weekly, sometimes twice a day, three times a day. They rely on this shit. They always have it. I don't have any. I have some fucking nicotine gum that I found on the ground outside of my apartment. I don't keep that stuff in stock. I don't use it at all. And it's not because I'm, you know, constantly drinking incessantly. I barely drink, except for today, just in tribute to a guy who literally had no category of music whatsoever. Uh, And it's not like he invented it. And he's not a folk singer either. <laughs> I'm just doing it to piss off you fucking parrot heads. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. So. Alapino. Um, I, d- I just don't incorporate that into my diet per se like most people. And the a lot of people just, you know, they're not willing to get up and move. They're not willing to try other uh, you know, homeopathic or holistic methods, or they just don't know how to deal with pain or pressure, or they don't understand like things like hot showers and humidifiers. Just a combination of all these things, and next thing you know, you're suffering from significant liver damage because you take this shit three times a day. And if you if you're sick, you're taking other things with acetaminophen in it, like fucking Nyquil. Nyquil and Dayquil have a ton of acetaminophen in it. If you drink too much of it, it'll literally take your liver and turn it into fucking liquid diarrhea. It just makes it disappear. And, uh, I mean, Tylenol is fucking awful for you. Awful. It doesn't. It doesn't help with inflammation. It promotes inflammation. Therefore, it. it, it, it what's even worse is it also it's terrible for your gut biome. So it re- rearranges the neighborhood of your gut biome, and then replaces it with even worse shit. And your gut biome is a key factor in reducing inflammation in the body and making pain go away. And Tylenol completely negates that and can make you addicted. Or, excuse me, can make you reliant, more reliant on it. So, I was curious, like, how many people are on not hardcore painkillers, but just, like, over-the-counter? Like, I go to the store and I want to buy Bayer or Ibuprofen or Tylenol or Advil or Aleve. How How many people are addicted to it? Hmm. So, I pulled up some articles really quick. I was just, just curious to see if it was like a real fucking nightmare. And it turns out there's a ton of like there are there are stats on it. But this one that um, that fascinates me right off the bat was one from the National Post, which mostly focuses on Canadians, Canadians who shouldn't be able to feel anything because the winters there are like negative 30 degrees Celsius. But there is an article here about, about approximately 4,500 Canadians are hospitalized with acetaminophen overdose each year. 12 hospitalizations a day. Okay, acetaminophen, the leading cause of liver injury, and is easily and largely preventable. Look at that big, big list of Tylenol Extra, Tylenol Arthritis, Tylenol. What the fuck is that called? Amenaquat? What is? Oh, that's British fucking. Queen's Queen Queef Speak or whatever it is, extra port. Uh, this is all Canadian bullshit. So, 
This better be in English. Larissa was a 21-year-old Canadian college student recovering from COVID-19 when she died from complications related to an accidental overdose of acetaminophen, a medication uh, in probably every drugstore and most medicine cabinets in the country. At the time of Larissa's death, her sister Darby was in a second-year student. Darby sounds like a dog's name. Year student at the University of Waterloo School of Pharmacy where she Cover the, where we cover this topic in class. Quote, we were shocked how, by how fast this happened, Darby recalled. Larissa was healthy, and within a week of the overdose, her liver failed. She received a liver transplant and died from complications. We still don't know what happened. It's largely because we realize we likely never will. Looking back, Darby re- recognizes that she will never know how Larissa overdosed, except that she did not mean to. It was probably an attempt to treat her COVID-19 symptoms at the time when she was not eating well as a liver specialist and farm gee i wonder if things like ivermectin hydroxychloroquine and fucking um antibodies were available hmm. who knows who to thunk should have got vaccinated we cared for hundreds of people with acetaminophen overdoses and worked for years to raise awareness of the dangers of both accidental and intentional overdose <clears throat> the three of us were developing educational tools on acetaminophen related liver injury for healthcare providers when we first learned of larissa's story Leading cause of acute liver injury. Um, acetaminophen, the most common uh, cause of drug-related liver injury in Canada. More than 600 products, and such as Tylenol, Percocet. What the fuck happened to my music? Get back here, you prick. God damn it. Is this the shit I got to deal with? Huh? Well, fuck it. If, if you're not going to cooperate, then I'm going to go find some other music. Huh? How can I have a podcast without music? This is bullshit. All right, if you don't want to fucking play games, I'll go find some other. Here's this Back to the Future Tokyo Drift bullshit. What is this? How can I have a podcast without music, to be perfectly honest with you? Huh? This is one of the first things I thought was a great idea about two, three years ago. And uh, now all of a sudden we can't. I can't have fucking nice things? Is this how it's going to be? Is this my life right now? I can't have a nice little background music while I'm trying to get my swag on, while I'm trying to piece together this goddamn shitty podcast every fucking week for the rest of my life. I'm not allowed to have such things. What's the matter? Am I going to have a social credit score, which isn't going to tell me that I'm allowed to have fucking podcast background music anymore? Is this how this is going to play out? This is my life now, huh? Watching a little fucking circle go back and forth, tell me whether or not I've been a good boy and I've taken all my vitamins according to the USDA federal guideline system and that I've said the right things on the interwebs and on the Twitter spheres to get my fucking background music. Is that how this is going to be? All right, fuck it. I'm just going to go get some other shit. What's this, what's this Japanese lo-fi bullshit? What about this? Can I click on that? Am I going to get anything at all? Hmm? Can I get anything? No, of course not. Because I'm a piece of shit and I don't deserve this fucking music. All right, well, go fuck yourself. Here, I'm going to get rid of you. How about that? See? There you go. Gone. There you go. Suck my dick. Huh? I don't fucking need you anymore. I don't need fucking background music. Here we go. YouTube. I bet you they're getting crushed right now. I bet you they just got, like, you know, uh, uh, Russian hackers or some bullshit. I bet you I got freaking lo-fi bullshit here. Let me see. Let me look for something huge. I keep so much freaking music in here. I should really keep some like uh, some uh, you know um, music on here. I bet you I got some. I know I got one that's like 24 hours long on my other laptop. I just need to figure out. Let's see. Um, what is all this shit? <sighs> 
fucking YouTube. I'm telling you, man. They don't want me to have a good time. YouTube doesn't want me to exist. They really do hate me. Here we go. Well, how long is this? There we go. How long is this? Hmm? Let me see. How long is this? Is, is this long podcast enough? This is... It's 168 megabytes? Yeah, but how long is it? Can you tell me how long it is? I'd really appreciate it if you'd tell me how long it is. Three minutes and four seconds or three hours and four minutes? Let me click on that one more time just to see how long it is. Yeah, this is three hours. All right, we're good. Fuck it. We're just going to go with this. Fuck YouTube. I don't need you. Anyways, before I went off on that stupid tangent, let's go back to this Larissa chick who died of fucking Tylenol. <sighs> what happened to my dreams? Honestly. They all fell apart. I blame it all on my ex-girlfriend. That fucking cunt. Anyways, moving on here. Uh, approximately 4,500... Uh, Canadians are hospitalized from acetaminophen overdose each year. 12 hospitalizations per day. Up to half of overdoses are accidental, which is what Larissa's family believes likely happened to her. The risk is highest for people who regularly drink three or more alcoholic drinks daily or, or who are malnourished or fasting because for them, an overdose can occur at normal acetaminophen doses. Uh, the maximum recommended 24-hour dose for adults is about 4,000 milligrams lower in children. A common now, as I've come to realize, uh, children often get friggin' uh, what do you call it? Ear infections all the time. So to kind of keep them from ripping the couch apart, people will give them children's Tylenol quite often, and that can lead to some serious problems, especially when kids like refuse to eat or the fact that they're like this fucking big. I'm assuming that you know a little bit of Tylenol can do a lot of damage. It'll shut that kid up, but shut that kid up permanently. A common error people make in combining over-the-counter and prescription drugs that uh, contain acetaminophen. Also found, over the half of respondents were not aware extra strength products contained up to twice the dose of acetaminophen compared to regular strength products. Well, if they read the fucking shit, they'd probably be like, oh my god, this is maximum strength. Maybe it's double the shit I normally take. More recently, the shortage of children's pain and fever products raised concerns about the risk of accidental overdose in children as parents and guardians look to use uh, adult products for their children, which is always a smart uh, thing to do. Um... Toxicity and overdose. Lower doses of acetaminophen are not toxic to the liver. Most of it is broken down safely by the liver. Hmm, by the liver. Uh, and leaves the body in urine. But the liver has a limited ability to break down acetaminophen. When too much acetaminophen is taken in a 24-hour period, the liver cannot break it down fast enough. The extra aceto spills into over a backup pathway in the liver. And the liver breaks the excess down into another product that is toxic to it. The more aceto taken at one time, the more toxic product is made. In the first 24 hours after an overdose, there may be only mild symptoms such as nausea and vomiting, but many have no symptoms at all. After one to two days, liver injury begins and symptoms may include indomitable pain, dark colored urine, and yellow eyes and skin. After three days, symptoms such as bleeding, bruising, confusion, and low blood sugar signal that the liver is failing and death can occur. Um, so if you see, if you have, let's see, nausea and vomiting and dark colored urine, you're in deep shit. Uh, let's see. 
prompt treatment is critical and an antidote is available an intravenous medicine of called n-acetylcysteine oh my god do we have a story about that but it is most effective if given within 24 hours of overdose a rescue liver transplant may be needed especially if treatment is delayed and many die waiting for a liver or due to complications after liver transplantation let's go back to the n-acetylcysteine also known as NAC. As a matter of fact, let's go get the NAC. I'll be right back. So, this is NAC. N-acetylcysteine. Available generally in 600 milligram doses and 1,000 milligram doses. I take two of these capsules a day. All right. Um, also available. So N-acetylcysteine, 1,000 milligrams. Comes with also comes with molybdenum, which is molybdenum or whatever, 1,000 micrograms, and 50 micrograms of selenium, which is very good for humans. Um, this thing is. There's no gluten, yeast, weak, or milk derivatives, lactose, preservatives, soy color, or artificial flavor. This is part of your immune support. Uh, NAC, selenium, and mobdalium are potent antioxidants that support immune health. Completely safe, highly, um, highly soluble, don't need to take it with food. You just basically take it. So it just, the states, it states pretty simply here. Um, other ingredients, suggested use. Okay, so it is something they prefer to take with a meal. Adults take two vegetarian capsules daily, preferably with a meal. There you go. That's it. That's N-acetylcysteine. Do you realize when I was trying to buy this about two years ago, one to two years ago, that this shit was getting close to being banned in the United States uh, because of its um, linked positive effects uh, against COVID-19? So when I went on Vitamin Shop and bought my usual supplements, NAC, which is a product that they regularly carried, you could not purchase through PayPal because PayPal would not support the purchase. They would let you purchase anything else through Vitamin Shop, pre-workout, which will kill you, and all kinds of other stuff that you can buy through there. You could buy like you could buy a whole bottle of niacin, take five milligram, uh, take you know fucking five thousand milligrams of it, overdose and turn into a fucking lobster. But NAC and acetylcysteine, no, we don't wow well, well, that. And it was pulled from a lot of grocery stores. There's articles. I guarantee you, I can pull up articles about N-acetylcysteine or NAC being pulled from grocery stores. PayPal wouldn't let you buy it. It was pulled from the Hannaford's grocery store. wasn't available there. Had to go to and finally found it in fucking Walmart. And that's what I said, fuck PayPal. I'm going to stop, basically, I stopped just like, you know, buying Chinese products and boycotting shit. I stopped my PayPal use a lot. I started just being like, I'm going to fuck this. I'm going to buy direct. So I don't use PayPal as much anymore. Um, it's quite upsetting that this little product, which was, and the reason being is N-acetylcysteine had some value in having a significant immune response against COVID-19. Um I don't, and, and that was the preliminary studies, but of course, because N-acetylcysteine is so cheap, you know, between 8 and 12 bucks, you can pick up a bottle of that stuff. 8 and 12 bucks. 
Oh, but the vaccine was free. No, it wasn't. I guarantee you the anesthesia, the, the fucking vaccine wasn't free. Your tax dollars are paying for it every single day. It is not free. Every time there's a rollout, you're paying for it. Every time there's a jab, you're paying for it. Every time that there is a, uh, 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 a complication from it, you're paying for it. N-acetylcysteine is cheap. Ivermectin is cheap. Hydroxychloroquine has been around forever. That should be cheap too. Monoclonal antibodies, they were around too. N-acetylcysteine apparently also helps with um, potential, if given in the first 24 hours of overdose, can be significant an antidote to acetaminophen overdose. That is incredible. It is amazing that stuff that has been around for such a fucking long time is being demonized for some reason. Now, I'm just curious. Um, actually, let me finish up here this acetaminophen, um, and then we'll move over to NAC again. Because this pisses me off. Given that acetaminophen remains one of the most common medicines for treating pain and fever, people need to take steps to reduce their risk of liver injury. Start by reading all medication labels. No fucking shit. Never take more than one acetaminophen-containing product at a time. Pay close attention to products for arthritis, cold and sleep, menstrual pain, back pain. Do not hesitate to ask a pharmacist for help. Always ask. Always check acetaminophen packages for the maximum single dose in a 24-hour period. If the first acetaminophen dose is taken at noon, the 24-hour window ends at the noon of the next day. Duh, math. Take less if you regularly have three or more alcoholic drinks a day. If you're having three or more drinks a day of alcohol, you really need to fucking change your lifestyle. Take less if you regularly blah, blah, blah. Uh, or if you have difficulty eating regularly eating disorders, frailty in older age, during episodes of nausea or vomiting, when buying acetaminophen for common ailments like headache or arthritis, pain, uh, reach for the regular strength product. Extra strength products increase the risk of accidental overdose, and then blah, blah, blah. It gets to it. So really the ending of that was just straight bullshit. Ah, whistling away again in Margaritaville. Let's go that. NAC banned in stores. Let's see if we can dig a little deeper into the old fucking archives that were two years ago and see if we can pull up some information about NAC being banned in stores. Or is my internet down and I have to fucking reach for my phone? Jesus fucking Christ. What's up with my goddamn internet that I pay every month for? This is retarded. My fucking Is my fucking internet down? This is fucking great. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to close out of this. I'm going to go into my goddamn 18-year-old cell phone, and I'm going to look it up this way. Wait. Oh, here it comes. Oh, is there hope for us yet? God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Praise Jesus Christ. Nope, it's definitely fucking slow. Knack banned in stores. It's hot out today, you know. It's going to be a hot... Labor Day weekend up here in the Northeast while everybody else is getting hurt, hit with hurricanes. Here it is. Let's see. 2022. Warning letters. Oh, let's just click on that. I'd show it to you, but... Internet sucks. They're trying to ban the truth. This was... Oh, here we go. Let's click on that. This is... So something that helps with... Um overdosing of acetaminophen which is apparently very common according to this article right here what is this we'll go back to this 4500 canadians are hospitalized from acetaminophen overdose each year that's canadians imagine americans 12 hospitalizations per day 
Jesus Christ, what's up with my fucking internet? God damn it. Uh, warning letters, uh, NAC supplements could be banned unless FDA reverses course. Warning letters from July 2020 have set off a firestorm, and the stakes are high for medical professionals, patients, and nutri- nutrition, nutraceutical companies. Scroll to continue. I shall. Americans could lose access to dietary supplements containing N-acetylcysteine, or NAC, in 2022, unless the industry can convince the Food and Drug Administration, the old reliable Food and Drug Administration, which told everybody that you're not a horse, you're not a cow, stop taking ivermectin, fucking idiots, that the glutathione precursor was widely used as a supplement or food or... Um, Food or uh, supplement or food ingredient prior to the mid 1990s. FDA contends that because NAC was approved in 1963 as an inhaled drug for obstructive lung disease, mucomist, and then again in 1985 as an oral treatment, oral agent to treat acetaminophen toxicity, acetidote, it is by definition excluded from the dietary supplement category. That's despite the fact that NAC supplements have been on the market for more than 30 years. In a concerted effort to protest NAC supplements, let me fucking close this shit down. I don't fucking... If it ain't going to work, you don't need to see it. In a concerted effort to protect NAC supplements, individual companies as well as industry-traded groups and some practitioner organizations have put considerable effort in making a case that this compound should be grandfathered as an old dietary supplement health and education uh, ingredient. The FDA, the industry's proposition expressed via comments on the FDA docket is that NAC is extremely safe, no shit, and that it's, I'm used, I use it twice a day, and that it has been used in supplements well before the DSEHEA was passed, and that retroactive application of a drug exclusion provision based on obsolete patents constitutes an unfair restriction of trade. Um, if you haven't been following the NAC saga, here's a quick recap. In July 2020, the FDA issued a flurry of warning letters to several companies marketing NAC as a hangover remedy. Well, if it helps you with glutathione, which is a liver production type thing, you know what? It's not a bad idea. Uh, stating that these companies were making unlawful claims and illegally selling a pharmaceutical ingredient mislabeled as a supplement. Maybe they're right. Maybe the FDA isn't. You ever think about that? The warning letters contain language stating that the FDA has concluded the NAC products are excluded from the dietary supplement definition under blah, blah, blah section, blah, 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 blah. We're full of shit. We're owned by Big Pharma. Um, then contain then products contain the article that are outside the definition of a dietary supplement unless before such approval that the article was marketed as a dietary supplement or as a food. NAC was approved as a new drug under Section 505 of the Act on September 14, 1963. Three, FDA is not aware of any evidence that NAC was marketed as a dietary supplement. No, why should they be paying attention to fucking health trends? You ever see the food pyramid by the federal government? Jesus Christ, eat all the bread and pasta you want. It's a walking Olive Garden ad, fucking ad. In other words, oh, there it is. Look who finally decided to come around. The fucking old interwebs. Piece of shit. And it's not my computer, man. The warning letters contained the FDA has concluded that NACs are excluded from the dietary supplement, blah, blah, blah. In these warnings, the FDA invoked a drug exclusion provision within the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, which states that the dietary supplement cannot contain an artificial, an article approved, an article approved as a new drug or an article authorized for investigation as the new drug antibiotic or biological, which substantial clinical investigations have been instituted and for which the existence of such investigations have been made public. Blah, 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 blah
This was despite the fact that FDA had tactically permitted the sale of NAX supplements for many years. There are well over 1,100 non-RX NAX products on the market. One is sitting on the podcast desk. Typically sold for liver health, detoxification. D, liver health. I wonder where alcohol goes when you're done drinking it. Is it through the liver? Is NAC a product that helps with the liver? There are well over that blah, 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 detoxification, antioxidant activity, and immune support system. Um, the ingredient is very safe, and until the June 2020 warning letters, the FDA had no issues with it. Until fucking Anthony Fauci and the rest of Big Pharma came along and said, we don't want anything that could fuck with the Emergency Authorization Act, including ivermectin, including hydroxychloroquine, including monoclonal antibodies, including NAC. It needs to all be banned so we can push the vaccine and become fucking this globalist agenda. Ripple effects. On their own, these warnings could have had little impact. The companies targeted are not major players, and the claims that NAC can prevent or cure hangovers are indeed questionable. I don't know. It's worked for me. I haven't had a hangover in a long time. The industry did not issue letters to companies selling NAC, and I'm a widow guy, for selling health purposes, and it has not taken any further action to ban all NAC supplements. Not yet, anyways. This is an older article. Chill out. But in May of 2021, Amazon announced that it was eliminating all NAC-containing supplements from digital shelves. Good. I don't fucking shop on Amazon, and this is one of the reasons. Hey, Amazon, go fuck your mother. Through Amazon announced an FDA's new position that these are basically unlawful drugs. Jesus fucking Christ. Vitamin D. You ever heard of it? Did the government ever talk about it? No. Why would they? It's not like you need the sun to survive. Wasting away again. Do I have any more fucking... I wonder if I got any more of that shit. There you go. Ah. Thin out the blood with a little bit of Jimmy Buffett in a glass. Um... Amazon eliminated because it's a shitty company. Amazon's move greatly amplified the impact of the FDA's move, given that e-commerce titans accounts for 40 to 60% of total sales for many supplement brands. Though the FDA has not officially banned NAC supplements, the new position, and especially Amazon's response to it, has definitely blunted sales. You can buy it at Walmart, by the way. According to Larissa Pavlik, Vice President of the Global Regulatory and Compliance of the United Natural Products, uh, there were 718 NAC-containing uh, products available at the end, on Amazon at the end of 2020. One year later, at the end of 2021, all of them are gone. For all intents and purposes, it is no longer possible to buy NAC on Amazon anymore. Let's test that theory out. Let's go to Amazon, which I have not done in many, many years. I have not purchased a single thing on Amazon in probably five to seven years. Definitely five fucking ebay for life bro let's go on amazon.com if we can with this shitty internet in the meantime let's keep reading this pile of garbage which apparently is still rotating let me go on my phone and see if i can buy it no it's a conspiracy bro it's all a conspiracy well let's take a look here if i can go on amazon.com which has all kinds of stuff that you can buy as far as pharmaceuticals let me see if i can find knack n Acetylcysteine. Okay. Have they reversed it? There it is right there. Now supplements. N-acetylcysteine, 600 milligrams. N-acetylcysteine, uh, 600 milligrams. N-ac- it's all right there. So apparently you can buy it. Look, apparently they reversed that decision and it is available to buy on Amazon. Well, good for Amazon for not being completely fucking retarded. Let me close out of that thingy. Get rid of that. Jeez, if I knew the internet was going to be a cum dumpster today, I'm so glad I got my freaking articles lifted up ahead of time. Hmm. All hands on deck. 
In November 2021, just before Thanksgiving, FDA issued a request for information for the past use of NAC in supplements, including any and all relevant safety data. Specifically, FDA called for um, information on the earliest date that NAC was marketed as the dietary supplement for food. The safe use of NAC in products marketed in dietary supplements and any safety concerns. If the industry is able to prove NAC was broadly used in supplements prior to DSHEA in 1984, the substance would qualify as an old dietary ingredient and be exempted from the prior drug exclusion. I wonder what amazing supplements the Food and Drug Administration have raped from us over the past several years because of some stupid clause and some stupid thing. Section 234, blah, blah, blah. You're not allowed to eat potatoes because it makes you too big and makes you too... Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Call, um, because DSHEA became law in 1984 in the pre-internet era, much of the needed documentation is in paper form. Old nutrition catalogs, manufacturing spec sheets, lab testing data, ancient freight bills indicating the interstate commerce product labels, expert blah, blah, blah. UMPA assembled a NAC working group that dug up and sorted through warehouses, boxes, and basements of old paper records and though antiquated software systems to provide a significant collection of pre-DSHA records. In the comments, blah, 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 long, okay. The American Association of Neuropathic Physicians, representing the nation's ND and NMDs, joined the effort to rescue NAC from regulatory exile. Naturopaths and other holistic physicians routinely recommend NAC for their patients who need antioxidant and detox support. Many are also using it in their long COVID support protocols, which there are basically studies that just came out now that long COVID is complete bullshit. In its comments to the FDA, the AAPNP noted that safety studies of the oral NAC and citations about in the naturopathic literature date back to the early 70s, the 1970s. Based on 126 responses to the member survey, the organization holds that naturopathic had been routinely using NAC in practice since 1990. AANP provided the FDA with many verbatim comments from practitioners describing the utility and the safety of the ingredient and their own lengthy clinical experience with it. Until recently, FDA has consistently and affirmatively permitted manufacturers to market products with NAC. The impact of the FDA's warning letters have been to restrict patient access to NAC, a critical, critical nutritional supplement. Critical. Critical nutritional supplement. Critical. Do you understand the word critical means? When somebody's in critical condition, they're fucked up and they could possibly die. When you call a supplement critical, that means that it is vital to your daily use in your body, which negatively affects the health of patients. AAMP contends its docket comments. We are urgently requesting the FDA exercise its authority to reverse this policy change and again allow manufacturers to market dietary supplements containing NAC has been safely done for over 40 years. I've done this before. I've gone through this fucking train. We all know that the FDA is completely bought and fucking paid for by big pharma and larger government administrations. We goddamn well know that products like NAC are extremely safe and effective. They're not just drugs. They're wonder supplements. Wonder supplements. Do you understand that? People have taken fucking... People who have actually had serious effects with COVID and they started taking NAC and they were over those supplements within a couple of days. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. Many of the stakeholders who commented on the docket providing evidence of the NAC safety. Indeed, there are many studies of NAC supplementation 
to a div uh, diverse clinical problems in a wide range of patent patient subgroups showing very few adverse effect events. FDA did ask for safety data, and it is important to formally establish the ingredient sterling track record and safety front, but the safety of NAC was never really in question. Neither the 2020 warning letters nor Amazon's purge policy cite adverse, well, why did you fucking purge it? Why did you cite the warning letter? There was nothing, there was no problem with it. It didn't cause any problems to begin with, so why did you all of a sudden, during 2020, when everybody was locked the fuck down, maybe you just started looking at supplements that were maybe actually useful? Hmm. How timely this event was. Oh, you blamed it on people drinking too much. The reason people were drinking too much is because everything was closed down. And the only thing that was fucking open was the fucking liquor stores. Maybe that's why everybody was drinking too much and decided to get a little extra NAC in their diet. Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think about that? No, the local grocery store was shut down. And you can't go to the gym anymore. But God damn it, the liquor store is open. So maybe I'm going to pack up a little extra NAC. Because maybe it'll get me through this goddamn oppressive bullshit that you folks are putting us through. Nah, I can't do that. Got to shut that shit down. Last June, the Council for Responsible Nutrition filed a citizen petition urging the FDA to reverse its stance and to revert its longstanding policy of uh, allowing manufacturers to market product in 1080C NAC as a dietary supplement. CRN's leaders have considerable meetings with the FDA since the 2020 warning letters and claim that the agency is, quote, considering CRN's position, but the regulators have given no deadline or resolution to the issue. It goes on and on and on. MPP claims uh, the NBA claims FD, the FDA, the FDA, the Federal Food and Drug Administration, acted unlawfully in its application of the prior drug exclusion standard, calling it quote a reckless misuse of government resources, quote a regulatory sneak attack. I can tell you this: the Food and Drug Administration has no fucking clue what they're doing. Or, how about this? They know exactly what they're doing, and it is intentionally to restrict your dietary values. Okay? Just know, I haven't taken a single Advil or Tylenol or Leave or anything since I had my fucking back teeth pulled. I'm a 40-year-old male. Do you understand that when you have your wisdom teeth removed at this age, it, just a little, it takes a lot longer to actually recover from it? And yet within a month or two, I was fully healed and had no problems. And I am on a, I'm on zero full-time drugs. Literally nothing. I barely drink, except for today. Wishing again in Bogorito Um I don't smoke I don't smoke weed, I don't do any narcotics, I don't take any painkillers or any other drugs. I don't talk to any I don't do any of that stuff at all. None of it. I haven't seen a primary care physician, uh, what, 2013? I think it was the last time I saw a primary care physician. Yeah, an actual family practice doctor. I have not seen any of them since 2013. And look at me now. Went through the biggest fucking pandemic in the last fucking 50 years. Or 100 years, I don't know, whatever. Like nothing. Something tells me that the FDA does not have a fucking clue what it's doing. It just makes this random bullshit up from time to time. I don't know. I mean, the mere fact that 4,500 Canadians a day are hospitalized with liver issues due to the fact that they're sucking down all this friggin' uh, 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 Tylenol. And that, and you go, you go, you can buy 
Tylenol, all of the internet. You go to a CVS and there's just rows and rows of acetaminophen and Advil and fucking and Aleve and ibuprofens and there's brands and there's extra strength and there's generic and there's this one and that one and this one with codeine and this one for sleep and this one for daytime because you have to go to work in the morning for the man and you got to have a little extra pinch of this one. Oh, this one's got vitamin C in it. No regulations on that. Just take the shit. Just take it so you can deal with the pains of life. Seriously. Rows and rows of this stuff. Like it's a goddamn liquor store in the state of New Hampshire. Best liquor stores, by the way, in the state of New Hampshire. You walk in there, it's like a glass church. But these drugs right here, killing 4,500, hospitalizing, excuse me, hospitalizing 4,500 Canadians a day. Just Canadians. Americans, we take them like fucking candy. We take them like Mike and Ike's. We take them like bubblegum. We take them like Trident. And we have so many different kinds of them. It's almost like a fucking recreational sport. How much Tylenol can we take a day? Knack. And acetylcysteine. You walk into a Walmart. You walk into a CVS. You walk into a grocery store. You need Tylenol, Advil, Aleve. You walk to the section. Rows of it. Section. Boom, 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 boom. Easy to find. You try finding those supplements that were actually helpful during COVID or during whatever. N-acetylcysteine. Took me 15 fucking minutes. One supplement. One. One option. To find it. Not regularly stocked, really. Not promoted at all. Something tells me the Food and Drug Administration, A, has to be revamped, or B, has to be gone altogether. Because I tell you, if, if, if there's anything else, I truly question, if they're questioning the validity of, F, of N-acetylcysteine being an actual dietary supplement, I question the FDA to whether or not they're actually helping the American people or hurting the American people. Helping Canadians or hurting Canadians. I question whether or not the FDA should exist in general. Whether there should be any further funding to the FDA, considering that a lot of the drugs they put back on the market, put on the market, excuse me, have significant side effects, have significant percentages of recalls. Apparently, it's around 25% from what I understand. I'm not too sure, considering that if you go to the, uh, the, N- the was it the NHS, the NHI, whatever, what was that fucking one that Anthony Fauci worked for? They said that ivermectin was a, essentially a wonder drug since the 1970s, and it cured all kinds of stuff, won a Nobel Prize, blah, 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 and then the FDA says, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, stop taking this stuff, come on, y'all, stop it. Same people that question or not whether NAC was an actual valid supplement. They don't say shit about Tylenol. 4,500 Canadians hospitalized each year from acetaminophen. Now, don't get me wrong. People are fucking stupid. But it's because the FDA uh, basically is bought and paid for it. Maybe if the if the fucking uh, 
Food and Drug Administration said, NAC, it's good for your liver. It's good for the production of glutathione. It's good for use when you have COVID-like symptoms, whether it be the flu or the cold. It has very little adverse, adverse effects. It's extremely safe. Maybe it's a good idea to go to your local store, pick up a little bit of vitamin D, some N-acetylcysteine, and some vitamin C, drink some tea, take a hot shower, and maybe go out and get some exercise. Maybe if you did that, you'd probably be better off from the garbage lifestyle that we promote. We promote you to be sick. We promote you to go to the Tylenol PM uh, section of the grocery store and fill up on your liver-destroying drugs because that's how we make money. Because after we're done working at the FDA, we go to work for Pfizer. We go to work for Procter and Gamble, and we take our $50,000 a year job and we turn it into a $200,000 a year drug uh, job because that's how the money's made. That's how we make our money. And fuck all you other people. We'll just take all your supplements that you take on a daily basis and make them illegal because that's what they did with NAC, and that's what they were trying to do with a bunch of other supplements as well. That's all they do. The only thing the FDA knows how to do is fuck up. And on that note, we're closing out this week's podcast. I hope you guys have an excellent Labor Day. Uh, R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. We all know him. We all know the songs. Um, all jokes aside, you know, the guy has a huge record collection. Okay? The guy's been touring every single day of his life. He has created a culture. All right? That being said, I make fun of the guy all day long. I don't hate him. I'll tell you that much. I don't hate him. So there are people who hate his music. I generally don't listen to it. But, you know, hey, I don't hate Jimmy Buffett. I respect the fact that the guy was creative for pretty much every single day of his life, whether he was making restaurants, making music, making, you know, doing concerts, whatever. He made people happy. That's all you can ask from a guy. Work hard, make people happy. Respect Jimmy Buffett. Rest in peace. In the meantime, you find me anywhere where podcasts are available. Questions, concerns, comments, hit me up on my website, positivesarcasm.com. Posing music for fitness competitors. You guys know how to find me. I do you all over the world. I wish you all the sex. I wish you all all the sex uh, for Q4 this year. Good luck to all of you. You have questions. If you need posing music, go ahead and hit me up my email. Weeblab available in the description down below. Go ahead and sign up. Get yourself some free stocks, no contracts. Just obey the stock market laws. Please do yourself a favor. Uh, And if anybody says you had insider trading, deny. Um, In the meantime, audio version of this podcast, anywhere podcasts are available, Spotify, Substack, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts. Video version of this podcast is available. Well, it's also audio version is available and streamable directly from PositiveSarcasm.com. If you want to find the video version of this podcast, it's on Rumble, rumble Rumble.com. Look up Positive Sarcasm. Look for the black hole symbol. In the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And acetylcysteine for life. And I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. (laughs) 